Welcome everyone, my name is Peter Hackett, I am the Global Program Director for Cypher. This is our fourth episode in our podcast series, and today we are going to discuss remote workforce challenges and tips from an enterprise CIO. Also with me today is my colleague Scott Krosky, the Global Chief Information Security Officer for Cypher. In addition, we are pleased to have with us today the Chief Information Officer of Prosegur, Manuel Tarasa. Manuel comes to us today from Madrid, Spain, which is the headquarters of Prosegur. Manuel, how are you today? Hi, thanks. I hope you and your loved ones are well done. Yeah, thank you, Manuel. Yes, we're doing well and just trying to stay safe and healthy in this challenging time. Um, some of our listeners may or may not know, but Cypher is the cybersecurity division of Prosegur. Before we begin, Scott, could you set the stage by providing a quick overview of our parent company, Prosegur? Yeah, absolutely, Pete. Uh, so Prosegur is a $5 billion global security company that specializes in private security services. Uh, founded in 1976, Prosegur has a workforce of over 175,000 employees operating in 26 countries across five continents. Prosegur has four business lines, right? So uh, alarms, security, cash, and cybersecurity, which as you know, is our company. Uh, as you can imagine, Prosegur has a very complex information technology footprint from traditional computer systems and data centers uh, that support their workforce uh, to IoT devices that deliver their security services. Uh, you know, this includes access control systems, IP cameras that are powered by artificial intelligence and facial recognition software, uh, tracking devices for the armored trucks when transporting cash securely, you know, sensors for remote guarding and alarm systems. You know, the list really goes on, but uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have Manuel uh, Teresa with us uh, today as his responsibility, uh, you know, he's responsible for the procurement, the deployment, the maintenance, and, and the security of these systems. So Manuel, um, we know you have a very busy schedule, and especially in the past few weeks, you had to juggle not only those responsibilities, but also shift your IT strategy uh, to support a remote workforce due to COVID-19. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, well said, Scott. And yes, thank you, Manuel, for finding time in your busy schedule to join us today. Thank you very much, Pete and Scott. It is a pleasure to be here and share our experience about cybersecurity and all of this stuff. Thank you, Manuel. So Manuel, as the CIO of a global enterprise network, can you give us an overview of your job responsibilities? Well, as you know, the CIO is no longer just an IT service provider for the organization. It's also an engine of business and innovation, and this is our future as CIOs. To accelerate the business, we must bring technology, new technology to the heart of our organizations. This is a key thing. And therefore, more and more, my job is to help Prosegur business leaders to introduce new technologies and create new strategies for the new digital battlefield. Do you utilize cloud services at all? And if so, approximately what percent of your data and information systems are supported by cloud services? And lastly, what benefits or challenges, is, challenges do you see with using cloud services? Well, today we have a large part of our system on-premise. Um, I think that this strategy may have been correct in the past, but it's no longer uh, the right way to do things. So um, the world you know, has changed and uh, this is no longer necessary. As part of the digital transformation program that, that we are um, uh, doing today, uh, we have changed this policy and we have many projects to bring our information systems to the cloud. Our strategy in this regard is clearly multi-cloud. We are going to use several public cloud to do it. 
uh, and also our own private cloud. So in the future, we, we will uh, move charge from one cloud to another um, without, without problems. Uh, and this is, is uh, our objective. In this sense, IT people should change the focus from building and maintaining CPDs uh, to help the business to innovate with new technologies. This is our future. Switching gears to look at current world events, what do you think is the most challenging thing you and your team have faced in response to a rapid shift to employees working from home? Well, clearly it is cybersecurity. Um, is the big, the big thing that we have today, and especially controlling the endpoint. The PC at home is something that is um, not so close as in the office, so we need to do a lot of efforts in order to control the configuration and the sanity of these endpoints. What are your thoughts on the best way to maintain efficiency of your IT workforce while they work from home? <laughs> Maybe I'm a little optimist about this, but I think that people uh, work better from home than from <laughs> office because uh, you can maintain better the, the focus on what you are doing. You can meet with your partners, whatever you want, with uh, the telecom teleconference, the video conference that we have in place. We have all the access that we need with the VPNs to, to our system. So for me, the future is clearly uh, working from home. <laughs> so I, I think it's not a problem there. And have you seen any major changes to your budget or the cost of ensuring that ProSugar employees can work from home? You don't have to give specific numbers, but just a general picture of uh, would be helpful, especially for some of our listeners who are in a similar position as yourself. Are there any cost savings? Is there an increase in cost to support remote work? Or maybe it is around the same as before? Well, as you can imagine, if, if it has been necessary to invest in technologies such as VPNs, increase the capacity uh, of this, and uh, buying uh, laptops and things like that, but not, not very big changes about that. Okay. And there's a lot of talk right now about companies that may allow for remote work to continue even after the health concerns subside from COVID-19 and governments loosening restrictions. What advice would you have to other CIOs that may find themselves faced with the challenges of maintaining a remote workforce for the foreseeable future? Well, um, uh, at the moment, there is no no savings, but I think in the future they could be uh, savings in uh, in uh, in the renting of the building office. So I think we should increase uh, this part of the of the tele teleworking or or working from home. And um, the the challenge is, uh, as I said before. Uh, to increase our capabilities in cybersecurity to control the, the endpoints. And um, for that, it's very important to do it with um, a, a double factor for authentication, for example, and uh, having all the technology necessary, antivirus, and these kind of things. Scott, we did a podcast and webinar a few weeks back on cybersecurity considerations in response to companies transitioning to a remote workforce. 
Are there any topics that may be relevant to discuss here? Yeah, we actually focused on supply chain issues along with other specific cybersecurity threats in our first podcast. Uh, Manuel, I'm, I'm curious, are you seeing any issues with the information technology supply chain right now? Yes, of course. Uh, in um, the kind of materials that all the companies are buying today, we have problems. So, for example, with the VPNs, with the laptops, we, we had some problems uh, in the purchase procedure now because everybody is, is is buying the same thing and of course the prices are, are higher <laughs> the prices are higher too i can i can certainly understand that you know we've been we've been hearing reports of that and just hearing it from you as well too just further emphasizes that uh, that issue right now um, also in our first podcast, uh, we emphasize the need for information technology teams to focus on effectively patching their critical systems, especially their VPN concentrators. Uh, what, what tips do you have for other CIOs out there on how to manage this situation with, the work, uh, with a remote workforce? Yes, it is necessary, necessary to ensure that the endpoint that the user is um, using at home um, have all the warranties that we, we can have. It has antivirus, it has EDR, it has installed the necessary patches, the user cannot browse uh, dangerous sites, and, and of course, when it comes to logging to the VPN, uh, it's necessary to have a double authentication factor to do it. So these this kind of things are key, key things and to ensure the cybersecurity. Understood. Okay. And, um, you know, do you have any employees that use personal computer systems for work? And, and if so, what tips do you have for other CIOs out there uh, on how to manage this from a security perspective? We have some of them, but uh, we, we try to avoid it because uh, at, the, at the end, the, the endpoint is not well controlled in, in the way that, that we need. Because at the end, the, the personal computer of the employee could be a, a very a very big danger for the company so we try to avoid it but uh, in some cases we we allow it understood yeah and, and and we've been fielding questions from a lot of our customers around this as well too and, and obviously you know most companies ha i think have the same the same stance where uh they they they, they don't allow it but you know obviously in these situations and, and times you know there have to be exceptions that are made so you know uh, partnering with you know mdm service providers uh, would help provide additional control over um over those um uh, byod or bring your own device or personal systems so yeah, definitely appreciate that. Um, if, you, if you don't mind also, I'd like to focus a little bit on the IoT systems that your team manages uh, without giving any specifics. Uh, you know, what kind of IoT devices do you manage and, and, and how important are they to the delivery of the ProSegur security services? For security reasons, I cannot speak much, much on this subject, but I can say that uh, we are using them more and more and their use is saving the company a lot of money. It's a technology definitely with a lot of potential and we're investing on that uh, heavily. 
Understood and, and appreciate that. And, you know, that's great to hear. And, you know, obviously the security of those IT device, IoT devices are extremely important. You know, this is actually one of the primary areas that Cypher is focusing on with our innovation efforts. You know, with over a million IoT devices under management, we can understand the importance of delivering new and innovative, you know, uh, methods to secure those devices. So um, this actually is going to be a topic for a future podcast. Uh, we're we're going to have a couple members of our, our Cypher research and development uh, team in our, our labs uh, kind of talk about some of our projects in this area. So thank you for that. Manuel, any final thoughts? Well, only that uh, artificial intelligence will be very useful to detect anomalies and possible security problems at the end point. And also it will help a lot um, in the EOT device. So this is something that we are going to be focused on the future in order to improve our position. So thank you very much. Great, Manuel. Well, Scott and Manuel, thank you for your time. This has been very informative, and I look forward to our next podcast. For any of our listeners who are interested in our services, please reach out to us via our marketing department, which can be reached at marketing at cipher.com. Thank you.